things, you know, and that's awkward, right? Uh, but my wife says it's just that I'm just not that funny. That it has nothing to do with that. See, I am funny. Here I'm laughing. Uh, so I thought I would start to, you know, day by telling you something personal about me. Okay. Um, we all have things that we're self-conscious about, things we're insecure about, right? Um, and I'm going to share mine. I'm going to share the thing that I'm, I'm most insecure, insecure about and self-conscious about. Um, these are things that we all have, and, we're, and we'd probably rather hide these. Uh, we kind of keep them secret, uh, but instead I'm going to share mine. And the reason I'm going to share, share, share mine is, one, it helps me. It just helps me to get it out. It gets the devil off of my back. And another thing is you're going to find out anyway, okay? It's going to come out. Uh, and uh, the last reason is it goes really good with our message. And my thing that I'm very self-conscious about, that I'm insecure about, is I stutter. I stutter. I've done it ever since I was five. Um, our, our doc or my doctor, my pediatrician, even when I was a kid, you know, my mom took, took me and said, hey, he talks funny. And he said he will grow out of, 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 you know, that. And here I am, never grew, you know, out of it. And uh, it, it actually started when, I, like I said, I was really little. I was like five. And it started from just a traumatic event. That's what they told me. It started from a traumatic event that happened in my child, you know, hood. And it, I just never got rid, you know, of it. So I've always looked at this as this is sort of my curse. It's like a, you know, it's, my, it's a disability. Uh, it's a weakness. It's something I, I, I prayed that God would just take away from, you know, me. And the thing that I really didn't understand is when God called me to be a pastor. Like I was like, God, what are you thinking? You know, I stutter. You know, I mean, I, I don't stutter like every single word, but I stutter, right? Uh, that's not going to be good. That's how, how's that going to work? So what I want to ask you today is what is your stutter? Okay. What is it that's, in, and you just think of this, what is it that you are insecure about, you know, that you're self-conscious about, that maybe you've asked God to take away? You may see it as a curse or a disability or, or it's, it, it's a weakness. And I want to make clear, it's not necessarily a sin, okay? Stuttering is not a sin. Um, you know, I think about a president that we had, F, F, FDR, and for the last part of his presidency, uh, he was in a wheel, you know, chair. But he tried to hide that. You know, there, I don't know if you know, there, there's actually speeches he has where he's at a podium and he's standing up, but you know he's not actually standing. There's actually wood pegs in his pants, and he's actually kind of sitting on them. He's that insecure about, you know, that. This wasn't a sin. What is your weakness? What is your stutter? Why has God allowed this into your life? And make no mistake, He allowed it into your, into your life. Okay? He could take it away if He wanted, but He chooses not, you know, to. Right? So, so what is it for you? And what if I told you that that weakness, your greatest insecurity, could be your greatest blessing? Because remember, God doesn't make mistakes, right? He may have put this in your life for the highest of good. He's allowed that. 
You know, I could never see my stuttering as a blessing. You know, if I was sitting where you're at and somebody said that, and my stuttering is what I'm thinking of in my head, I, I, I would think, man, you don't know what you're talking about. There's nothing, this is not a blessing, right? This is a curse. You know, I, I can think back to being in third, in third you know, grade or all through you know, school. And you know how you'd sit there at your desk and the teacher would go around the room, you have to take, take turns reading, you know? I'd sit there and just be sweating this out like I, because I, I stutter worse during certain times. Every stutter has a harder time uh, with their stuttering when they don't have eye contact. That's why it's always worse when people are on the phone, you know? Like one little trick that a lot of stutterers use is we stand in front of a mirror and we talk on the phone. We can look into our own eyes. But when you're reading, you can't look into anybody's eyes. And here it would come. It would be my turn to read, and I'd be stuttering through it. I could hear kids kind of laughing. Even the teacher's a little nervous, like, oh, my gosh, why did I call on you know him? Let's, you know. I could never see how that is possibly a, you know, blessing. But let's take a look at what God, you know, says. And today we're going to be in Genesis. We're going to be in Genesis chapter 32. All the way back towards the beginning. And we're going to be looking at this guy named Jacob. And uh, Jacob, uh, you might know him as Israel. His name changed. You know, God does that a lot, right? There, 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 there's people that have a name and then God changes that you know, name. And we're actually going to be looking at the time where Jacob's name is changed. So let me read aloud our uh, passage. Genesis 32, we're going to start at verse 22. Oh man, reading out loud, it's like it's third, it's third of grade again, right? Okay, maybe I'm not that funny. It says, Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of, of, a, of day. And when he saw that, he prevailed not against him. He touched the hollow of his thigh, and the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with uh, him. And he said, Let me go, for the day breaketh. And he said, I will not let thee go except if you bless, bless me. And he said un, unto him, What is thy name? And he said, Jacob. And he said, Thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince hast thou power with God and with men, and has prevailed. So let me just kind of break down what's happening here, just real, in really simple terms. Jacob is wrestling with God. Like, a liter like, like they are wrestling they wrestle all night, and the thing is, Jacob wants to be blessed, and God does bless, bless him. That's how this whole thing ends, okay? And we see only two actions that God has taken, because my question is, where's the blessing? What, how did he bless him? Okay, so he changes Jacob's name, okay? That's not the, ble the uh, blessing, because when God changes someone's name, that's never really uh, um, uh, termed in the Bible as a blessing. That's more a result of the blessing. Like God says, I've changed your life. I'm going to give you a new name and everything to symbolize that. Right? So it happened before that. And the only other thing that happened before that is God jerks Jacob's hip out of joint. 
dislocates his hip. And it says that Jacob will be lame for the rest of his life. He'll never walk the same. Right? I mean, this is a, a, a lifetime ailment that he's going to have. So, I believe the blessing is the dislocated hip. Now, how in the world does that make sense? I don't think any of us here would leave church, fall down out on the steps, and dislocate our hip and say, Wow, God, what a blessing. But I believe that is what the blessing is. And we miss that in life. That a lot of times what we see as a curse, what we see as bad, God sees as a blessing. He can make it that if nothing else. You know, we just talked about this in a way. You know, 20 years ago, yesterday, was maybe the worst day in our history. It's the worst day I've witnessed in my life. But the next day was like one of our greatest. Right? I mean, wasn't it? You know, I mean, the churches were packed. People were, seemed to be really friendly with each other. We forgot about our politics and all of that. We were just Americans. Now, still, Preston, how do you get blessing out of dislocated hip? So let me give you a little background on like Jacob here. Jacob caused himself a lot of trouble in his life. A lot. And it was of his own doing. I don't think that at this point in Jacob's life, up to this point, that we look uh, uh, back at his life and say, wow, what a, an example to us as a, you know, as a, a Christian. Nope. Nope. Uh, until this night that he wrestled with, with God, Jacob's life was more of a cautionary tale. It was more of what not to do. Okay? I mean, Jacob was kind of what I would call like a con artist, you know? Like, like, I guess the thing, the biggest thing that he's known for is how he lied and conned his dad and fooled his dad into giving him the inheritance that was meant for his brother Esau, right? That's how Jacob kind of was. Now, Jacob had a response to every one of his problems. This is what Jacob did every time. He ran away. It went wrong, he ran. That's what he did. As a matter of fact, this night that he's wrestling with God, the reason he's out in the middle of, of the wilderness is because Jacob is actually on the run. It's not his brother this time. I, I don't think it's a whole different story. Jacob is constantly running away. He's running from his family, his enemies, from God. And he says, God, just bless, bless, bless me. And God says, okay, snap on your hip here. Now you can't run. You want to be blessed. I'm going to make it where you're blessed. I need you to quit running. You can't run. God has taken that ability away. So take a moment to think of your weakness. Could it be a blessing? Because guys, God never promises us that his blessings will be easy and beautiful. 
they might be hard. They might be painful. I can relate to this more as a uh, parent. Have you not kind of blessed your kids and they don't even know it yet? You know what I mean? I know for me, even at, 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 30, at 39, I'm still finding stuff that my mom did. And I'm like, oh, mom, I get why you did that now. Man, you know? I mean, and at the moment, I hated her for it. But now I'm like, I get it. Matter of fact, I'll tell you a, a little story about my son. He's 13 now, so I know this will embarrass him good. And uh, when he was younger, I guess he was like seven or eight, we had a big day. We went out, we did a bunch of stuff. And one of the things that me and him liked to do is go to the book, to the book, you know, store. And we had went to a couple of stores, and to end our day, I had an appointment at the doctor. And we're sitting there at the doctor's office, and he's got his bag of stuff. I've bought him all kinds of toys and stuff. And I didn't know anything. I wasn't paying any attention, but I just noticed he had. So I said, hey, what do you got there? And he said, oh, I got a ring. I said, oh, it's cool. I didn't, I didn't know, didn't think nothing of it. And I said, where'd you get it? He said, I got, I got it at the book, book, you know, store. And I thought, well, I don't remember buying no ring at the bookstore, you know. And I, you know, I let the wheels turn for a minute. I'm not real sharp. And I finally, I'm like, hey, wait, son. Did you steal that from the book, you know, store? And if one thing my son is, it's honest. And he just said, yeah, dad, I did. I said, oh, man, that ain't good. So I'm about to bless my son. So I sit there and I say, well, okay, well, we'll finish up here at the doctor. But you know where we have to go, right? He's like, where? I said, well, I got to take you to, you know, prison. I got to. If not, the police are going to come and they're going to get me. And he was like, oh, no. And we spent the rest of our time at the doctor's office. I was giving him pointers how to handle himself at the prison. You know, I said, now listen, you're going to have to fight, guys. You know, and we'll get to come see you once a week, okay? So don't forget things, and I can just see the fear and everything building up in, in, in you know, him. After the doctor, we got in the car, and I said, okay, son, I guess it's time to go. I said, unless you've got another idea. He said, well, Dad, can we, can we maybe just take it back? And I said, I don't know if that'll work, but... We can try. Of course, that's what I had in mind the whole the whole of time, right? So we go to the books of mi- a, a you know million store, and we go in, and we get the manager, and I said, "Son, you got to tell him I'm not getting in, in involved. I ain't going down for you." Manager comes up, and you know he says, "Ma'am, I'm so sorry. I stole this." And she takes it and gives him a little talk. You know, she's helping me out, and and then she says, "Dad, can I talk with you for just a second? And I thought, whoa, now, whoa. <laughs> she pulls me aside and she says, I think what you're doing is a really good thing, but I can't take this ring. I said, why not? She said, he didn't get it from like here. I said, oh, no. So I look at the ring and the ring says, love will wait, you know, save yourself for marriage. And I'm thinking, wait a minute. And I said, wait, son. Did you get this from the Bible store? And he goes, well, yeah. I'm like, oh, no. 
It's like, well, one, we got to do, do this again. We got to go into the Bible store and tell them you stole the promise, a promise ring or something. Hopefully today he sees that I, ble- that I blessed him. I know that was a hard day. You know, I, I even think about my stuttering, and there's, I ain't going to lie, I prayed on the way here, God, please don't let me stutter much. It's taken me years to see a blessing, you know, in it, but there is a blessing there. One, it keeps me humble, you know. I get up and speak, and I, 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 I'll sometimes see people, they're shaking their heads, and they're smiling, they're like, you know, I'm like, hey, yeah, God, I'm pretty good at this. You did good calling me for this, and then stuttering fit, fit comes, and I'm like, oh, yeah, don't worry, I know, it's not me. It also shows me God's power. I'm amazed when I get up and I stutter all over the place, and then somebody comes up and dedicates their life to God. Well, I know what, because I'm a smooth talker. It makes me prepare a lot harder. You know, I, I, I like to think that every pastor prepares all week and they pray and they go through their, their you know, message. But, I, you know, I would, I would think that I maybe go through it twice as much. And it's not because I care more or any of that. I actually go through it and read it out loud and, 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 and say things that I think I might say to find the words I might stutter on. And I actually write them down on my notes. Don't say this word. And then I give myself an alternate word, right? It sure makes me rely a whole lot more on, you know, God. I'm not going to lie to you guys. I, I don't like my stuttering, and I wish it could be different. That's the flesh side of me, but I see the blessing in it. I see God's purpose in it. You know, I, I'll kind of close with this. Even when I was called to be a you know, pastor, I really struggled with, with you know, this. And I talked to a friend, and I said, man, why, why would God call me to do you know, this? And my friend and me talked for a minute, but he wasn't saying much. And then he just turned his Bible to me, and he just pointed out a verse. And it was in Exodus, Exodus chapter 4. And Moses is arguing with God, because God says, hey, I want you to go speak to this, to this guy. And, and Moses says, God, I, I, I just can't. I'm not eloquent in speech. My tongue is messed up. He's basically saying, I'm, I stutter. God finally gets mad at him and says, hey, who made your mouth? Who makes a man deaf or mute? It's me, the Lord. He says, now go and I will tell you what to say. I will guide your speech. So God's even owning it there. I'm the one that made you deaf. I'm the one that gave you that. I promise you that even in the things that you may try to pray out of your life, the reason God won't take them out is He's wanting you to see it could be the greatest blessing that He's given you. If you would, please, I stand. I don't know what, what, what you've maybe had in your mind as your weakness or your curse or your disability or your insecurity. But during our, our, our time here as we close, 
Ask God, could this be a blessing that you've given me that I've just failed to see? You know, the Bible tells us to seek God in all things. Not just the, the, the things that are easy. What's his purpose in having that in your you know, life? And one of the last things we can learn from like Jacob is that it says Jacob wrestled with God all night. He wouldn't let him go. What I hear there is he was persistent. He was determined. He was determined to be, to be you know, blessed. And I pray that we all have that kind of determination you know, and persistence in our relationship with you know, God. And if we do, I believe that we'll be blessed. And we'll see how we have been, been you know, blessed. Blessed in ways we probably never thought were even possible. So, uh, I, I, during this last part, I'd ask that you believe in God's promise that He has a purpose for your, for your life, a purpose that will, pros, will, that will pros, prosper you and not harm you, know, you. I'll close us out in prayer, and, de- and during this, this you know, time, the altar is certainly open. But pray and think on these, the, these you know, things. Father, we thank you so much for the things that you do in our you know, life that we don't even realize that, you're, that, that, that you are you know, doing. Things that we may feel are, are a curse. Things that we may wish that you would take away. But, re- but really, you're just trying to show us a blessing. God, I pray that you not only help us to see what those blessings are, but that you can help us to be thank- thankful for them. We thank you for your you know, word. We thank you for using us here. I pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen.